Hello, I am interviewing Witness Witness Gaming, owner of Witness Gaming, in fact. Now, recently he kind of piqued my interest just meeting him in person with Resup.gg, the lands. Just very interesting stuff to see, but then a lot of mentoring history as well. The CP Steel Bible, the Upward Bible that you can see here. Got a lot of uploads on YouTube, just a very kind of like responsible role model, a prominent figure in the TF2 community, specifically Highlander. But, uh, you know, owning an, a TF2 team, pretty impressive with the sponsorships. Go ahead and take it off for a little bit, introduce yourself. Yo, what's up? Yeah, my name's Witness. Uh, Blistering pretty much nailed everything there. Um, I've been in the scene, I guess, since 2016, as we found out in the, like, the pre-show, which I had no idea was that long ago. But, you know, I, I do pretty much had my career up in Highlander, uh, split off into sixes, did a little bit of that, did a lot of, you know, mentoring, did a lot of sponsorship stuff, still going strong with that, with the witness gaming stuff you see today. Uh, recently, we, we actually split off into Smash Ultimate, and we're sponsoring a player named Jackal, who is currently the number one player in New Jersey, as well as one of the top 30 players in all of North America. Um, so that's a uh, pretty interesting stuff going on all around, you know, witness gaming still going on all over the world. We have it going on in Australia and in Europe and the European team will be playing in I series this coming like next month. Hmm. Yeah. The 25th of next month in August. So hopefully by the time people are hearing this, we're walking away with a win over Banny uh, in, in Europe. This is probably going up on this Friday or this oh, that's Saturday. That's all right. That's all right. Or, or Monday. Call but my shot now. We're gonna roll him probably. It's a prediction. You've heard it here. I agree. Uh, okay. Uh, I usually like to just start off with a little bit about TF2 and TF2 history, but I'm gonna be real here. I think the right play is just to inquire to start off with this. How did Witness Gaming start? What gave you the motivation? What's the funding for? Like, give me the um, details on the corporation, really, or whatever the organization. So. Gosh, Witness Gaming has been around for a long time, but also not a very long time. I'll kind of send this to your Steam, but um, our Liquipedia page, um, you know, it says we were created in 2020, but I've been sponsoring teams out of my own pocket uh, probably probably since 2018. I got Liquipedia up for it. You don't know um, but if you know, like if you scroll down to like our season four logo, you can kind of see like the jump between when the brand, when the person kind of became <laughs> the brand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I see that, I see that. It just kind of came out of my love for the community and wanting to really elevate people to attend lands and to be pillars in the community, like people to look up to and people to like um find competitive inspiration uh when it, whenever it, I, I remember i first started sponsoring teams without the name with black swan a long time ago and that was like ether cheris um i think donovan might have been on that team but donovan was what well, was actually one of the guys who said hey let's name it our team witness gaming and in like I think in a random like season two or three of REGL, there's like an advanced team called Witness Gaming with Donovan and a few other of my friends on that roster. Let's see. And it kind of stuck. And kind of took a break after that, like a season break, and then I came back with the season four roster sponsoring again. And then from there we just kind of snowballed into um what we are today with hmm. um you know high five like the whole 20b guys right so uh, look looking at the profile yeah um it started off season one donovan letta in advanced you got 270 season four resumed season six you got the win okay so uh how did you kind of like how how did you make it actionable though like what was the process of sort of sponsoring them like how did it get to that point right a lot of it is just me reaching out and kind of getting my name out there and just hanging out with people um 
people understanding that I'm willing to put money kind of up and behind them to support them and them being down to like kind of cooperate with me and get this project moving. Um, you know, I, I don't profit from witness gaming. It's um, all pretty much at a loss for the most part. Um, I don't take any like player winnings. I don't, I actually pay people at the end of seasons to finish seasons like fully. So like, I I really try to to incentivize, you know, a a good culture at the top level of, of like, what I believe is TF2 is invite 66. That is the best form of TF2 you, you can possibly get from a competitive standpoint, mechanically, and from like a spectator's point of view as well. Um, so a lot of the future rides on that. So to me, I feel like the brand and the attitude should reflect longevity and positivity above all else. Hmm. You know, that's really out there. You know, I, I respect the lot. You have a clear goal, putting the resources in to make it work. Uh, I, th- I th- that's kind of unique within the TF2 community, though, right? Like, you don't, I don't think you see too many of those big sponsor, like, big, long-lasting kind of, like, sponsor teams. Um, besides just from, like, the top players playing themselves for themselves, right? So, I think, I think sponsorships and sponsor teams kind of come and go. Um, you know, before me, there was Ascent, you know? Hmm. I, I think we're kind of, like, the next Ascent. In a way, there's a lot of similarities with you know, the people kind of involved. Um, I mean, you had the global clan teams. You had uh, Velocity, Swift. Um, like those, 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 those people. All, oh, Faint was another one. Faint kind of came and went. Um, but I want to try and be around longer than those guys and be more active as well. Like, I remember there was a point with Ascent where they actually didn't really do anything TF2-related, but they never put out like an actual statement saying, like, hey, we're not involved with TF2. They just kind of let the name sit there for a while, and people could use the name if they wanted to, if they were like associated in the past. But that was it. You could only use the name, and that was it. I, I like being more hands-on and like being more engaged. Just to know what's going on. How how can I improve this? How can I make people better? Right, and it kind of like really helps just like give that game that sense of just professionalism and purpose, kind of at the top level that you don't really see that much of. Like it's usually just like one team at a time, right? Uh, for one one team at a time for what? Uh, for like invite. Let's just like a lot of the teams just kind of come and go, as you said, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I would say like the sponsorships kind of come and go, but the group of players still kind of stays the same. Which for me, I, I feel like having recognizable names and branding that stays around a long time is overall healthy for the scene, right? Um, like you know, how would how weird would it be if Froyo changed their name every season? You know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it would make it that much harder for the casual player to kind of connect with them for yeah. sure. Yeah, I we, we we I feel like having Witness Gaming and Froyo and G six, like you 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 kinda know the top three teams and like the names and then the faces, even if they change, you still know the name of the team and you can kind of associate with the the brand behind the name, if that makes sense. Even right. if the players make it scrambled around. Okay. Uh so do you think like maybe in the future in TF2 we see like more of these like long-lasting sponsorships, or do you think? Uh, I think it depends on the people getting involved and their de- their dedication to it. Um, obviously you can't you can't come into this do like two seasons and quit because that's not even a year. They're like three seasons in a year, right? Mm-hmm. So, I've been doing this for almost three years now, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that kind of thing matters a lot whenever you're looking over this kind of thing and being like, oh, well, 
I want to even sponsoring like a mid-level invite team can help a long way because people will know your name, you know. Right. Okay. Uh, um, Mal is a good example of that. My anime lab. Yeah, yeah. Mal, Mal is a good example. They're, they're not sponsored, but they've they've kept the same name, so it it's it's become kind of synonymous with like, um, you know. Who who is associated with that group? You, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, so you expanded to other regions as well, right? Kind of like spreading that ideal. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the Witness Gaming expansions kind of happened accidentally, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> kind of kind of weird. Because I, I told myself going in, I wanted to be strictly North North America. I wanted to strictly be like NATF2 only, focus on that, grow that. Um, but over time, what happened is high-level teams like top two, top three teams, top one teams in in Europe and in Australia wanted to reach out. Hmm. And they kind of had the same goal. like They respected the brand and what I was doing with it and how I carried it, and they wanted to kind of be a part of that um so meeting up and talking to those guys like overseas it really opened my eyes a bit to actually like how what i'm doing is bigger than me (laughs) you know right it it, it gave me the realization that witness gaming is bigger than witness you know for sure for sure um but it's nice to know that people respect what I've been doing and want to be a part of it with association. Um, like, you know, Tomas and I, Tomas plays on Witness Gaming EU. He's a pocket scout. Um, very, very firm believer in what I'm doing and supports, you know, the brand and carries it well. And all the other guys on that, on that team carry it really well, too. Um, the guys in Australia, all really nice. Cookie, Down, Dak, like all those guys, Enrith, they're all really into what I'm doing. And they want to bring it over there into their region. And because of that, like, you know, I think Witness Gaming in Australia is one of the best teams down there right now. Um, Witness Gaming EU, one of the best teams in Europe right now. So I think the way they're carrying themselves with the flag on their back matters and, and gives them some more like motivation same thing with jackal too in smash you know he um he's been playing out of his mind recently in like the smash scene and recently you know in quarter two of pr and pr is like your your player rating or whatever like how you rank in in like your state right? in, in your in your region He's above Tweak, who is sponsored by uh, Team Team Liquid, <laughs> which is really really funny to think about. Um, so it's just kind of I, I see. He, I think Tweak might, might be on TSM instead, not not Liquid. I, yeah, I, I think Tweak's on TSM, but it's just funny to see you know with like Smash like the WG brand and tag in front of like 43,000 people on like a smash stream. Right. Well, and, then you, and then you see it up there with like TSM and liquid and like all those really big orgs. I'm just like, you know, this could really be a really big thing in a couple of years. If I, if I play it right. <laughs> you know what they say? The witness TF2 players and smash players both smell. That's true. That's the similarity there. <laughs> every, every player on witness gaming showers. I promise. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Sponsoring the health of the scene. That's a standard. Good, good hygiene is what we need more of in the scene. I agree. It helps to have a good mental, and a good mental is fundamental in the words of one Ronnie J. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, d- didn't know that it was accidental for your initial expansion to other regions. Uh, is that something you think like you're going to intentionally try and do more of going forward? Though? Like, are you going to try and expand more to other games from this point on, kind of using the momentum maybe off the back of uh, Jackal from Smash? I've thought about that, and I really think I want to see how this plays out for Jackal. Right. 
because I, I'm, my, my biggest thing with me and Jackal is we have a the, the relationship we have is a little bit more intimate than like um, me and TF2 because instead of me interacting with six different people it's more of a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing so I go from like a sponsor to more of like a manager figure so with Jackal me and him have a meeting like once a week and we talk about like here's our content plan we want to put out these kind of videos and get these views for these for like this crowd we want to stream this kind of content we want to go to this many majors in like a year so we're constantly planning and like trying to like figure out ways to make a profit because it's much easier to do that with like one person right in a game as big as like smash bros you know and if you're having like all these plans for expansions, like you have to make sure at least some of it is sustainable, right? Yeah. So usually, what I do with stuff is I always try and make sure like I can actually not put myself in financial danger whenever I sponsor people, right? Um. So I think definitely taking it slow. Like if this jackal thing goes well and it proves to be profitable and it proves to like. I can actually kind of get some stuff going with it. I might pick up another Smash player, or I might go into like multiverses, or I might do Apex or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like wherever the wind blows, basically. I hear you, yeah. But slowly and kind of dipping my toe in and seeing like what it's like and if I actually enjoy doing because Witness Gaming is also just me. So if I don't like something, it's probably not going to happen, right? Right. Honestly, I'm super glad. Like, this is super insightful, man. I'm loving it. I'm super excited for what the future could hold. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So I do have some follow-ups, actually. Like, uh, some angles I also want to take a crack at it from, right? So first, I, I want to ask, do you do, like, much travel? Like, I know you've gone to the lands and whatnot, but uh -huh. do you ever, like, travel around, I don't know, like, international, like, or cross-states besides for lands? Just, like meet up with these people is that something we end up doing at all? uh we're actually doing this for jack well me and jack are going to a few majors together um so next month is busy actually so next month we're going to boston for rgl and and then the week after that i'm turning around immediately and going to virginia <gasps> yo that's where i'm at no uh, we're, we're going to chantilly oh that's actually not too far from where I used to live. Yeah, we're going there for SmashCon. And then we're going... And then, I think in like October, I'm going to Miami for a major. And probably Detroit. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> You gotta bring some bodyguards, man. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, we, went through, we went through Philadelphia. It's fine. Yeah, no, don't worry. I'll go in the Riddler suit again. It was it was a big win in Philly. They loved it. Yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah. I love that thing, but... <laughs> I like the traveling stuff, obviously, with like COVID, no. Like prior, you know, with like COVID and a lot of travel restrictions and the whole country shutting down, it was hard to travel then um, for the first RGLM. But it really picked up this year with everything, you know, because we went, you know, the Fullerton, we went to Philadelphia. Now I'm going to Boston. Now I'm going to Virginia. Right. Uh, we were we were gonna go to Copenhagen, but they got canceled <laughs> for COVID. Yeah, we were we were gonna go to Copenhagen. Uh, we were, we were very closely gonna go to I series, you know, or I I was personally was gonna 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 go to I series to hang out with all the all the European people, but you know if you pull up all this like a calendar and look at August, it's like we leave on the fourth for for Boston RGL land. Leave on the 11th for SmashCon. You get a week off, and then on the 25th or 24th, you go to Europe. Uh, like, that's a lot of travel. Hear me out, Winnis. Hear me out. You hire me to go in your place. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of money. Sponsor me. Sponsor me. Journalist. <laughs> okay. tell that's a lot of money. Yeah, think about it. It's an investment. Okay. But. Uh, that must be pretty cool, though. Just like t kind of taking it to the next level with TF2, they were just tra physically traveling around for all. Of that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's nice to see everybody um, and just kind of like put faces and names and names of faces. 
uh, maybe meet people who I've, you know, have been fans of like the team, but don't really like know me, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people didn't know how big I was until like they met me at land, you know? <laughs> like, like people see me the first time, they're like, damn, dude, you're tall. Yeah. I said, yeah, I am. But it's just, it's just nice getting to see everyone and um, hang out. Yeah. There's, there, there's no better experience than that. Seeing this different size of players' foreheads, yep. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I would not mention the specific player's forehead, for I do not want to be banned. It's Banny. Sorry, Sea Captain. I'm kidding. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta hold all the brain in there. Yeah, yeah. Alright, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, do you end up interacting with, like, companies, like, anything like that at all? Or is it surely just, like, on a per- like, your do own- Do I interact with companies? How yeah, do you like, let me kind of, like, rephrase this to, like, elaborate, kind of, like, loop it around, right? So, you do most of, like, the money stuff sponsoring, like, just on a sure. personal level, right? Like, you don't really yeah. interact- Do you interact with, like, companies, corporations, anything like that, though, kind of, like- um so a lot again but witness gaming is literally me right but like do you get any companies reaching out to you um usually what i do is if i need help with a project i will reach out to like find like a hired gun you know like find like uh, someone to commission something for me um i would say the one company i have worked closely with over the past year and a half is probably raven and raven is a um jersey company oh yeah witness and, gaming jerseys. yeah and they they make the witness gaming jerseys uh we've we've been we've, we've talked a lot on email about getting all like the logistics and things set up but there's never been any re- reaching out for like sponsorships from other companies um for things you think that's something you could see more of in the future? Or is that not really um, in line with your interests? It's again, you know, it's it, it's pretty much in my hands, really. <laughs> you know, right, like, right. Like if, if I want to reach out and do that, I could. Um, so we'll just have to see and like you know how it comes. I think being, I think Smash is actually the way to kind of do it because there's there's more eyes like. I'll kind of swing it back around, you know. I, I was talking about, you know, Jackal mm-hmm. being being sponsored. Um, first of all, he's an amazing like guy, you know, very humble, very nice, very very good at the game. Um, definitely the kind of guy I am proud to have like wearing my banner. Um, you know, but he's playing in like Las Vegas. Like there was a major called Double Down. Uh, he got seventh out of like nine hundred eighty, I think. Hmm. But he was playing on like the, the main VG bootcamp stream in front of like forty five thousand people, plus the people in the crowd there. So just kind of getting getting that kind of reach. Sometime somebody's gonna reach out, you know. It's just a matter of of time before then, you know. Right. That's a pretty big acquisition yeah well yeah i mean uh, yeah it's really big and you know sam blast actually got me in touch with him because he's a new jersey smash player as well um so it's definitely big ups to sam blast for that but bringing it back around you know getting those eyeballs on the brand and on the tag can lead the bigger projects down the road if companies want to work with me it's just a matter of like me going to these events, traveling, like you said, and and networking and kind of meeting these people and making it known kind of who I am and what I'm about. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that's... Hmm. I, I guess there is, like, one more question I have about Witness Gaming, just sort of, like, as a more abstract thing, like, as sure. a team and, or, uh, and whatnot. Uh, so what kind of led up to you beating for your tech? Like what? How did that end up transpiring? What led to that sort of like transformation of the team? Um, I mean, we were better one night, and they weren't. <laughs> I mean, skill issue on their part. Uh, I, I, I think, I, I feel like the team now, the 
the way they were playing in season six, um, it wasn't meta defining, but it was interacting with teams in a way that they couldn't quite adjust to hmm. fast enough. Um, very much like double bomb the combo, see what you can get, commit or decommit, you know. Right. Europe's been doing that for, for years. Um, it's just a, like back then in season six, I think it was much more effective because people weren't quite used to it at that level. And even then it was still like unpolished in my opinion, but they executed the plan really well. And there was good team chemistry as well. Right. Okay. So I think also playing a lot of cough maps helped a lot in that series too. Um, I think that team, like with team with like Yite and everyone else, was really good at, at cough, especially Bagel. So kind of getting like to play their best maps and getting more opportunities to walk it back in closer games really played in like that team strengths the most. So just like focusing on what makes your own team unique, kind of building around that instead of just- um, recognizing your play style, optimizing it. And then executing it is very important. So and obviously, like you're, you're you're tested a lot against like a versatile team like Froyo who can pull out things you're not used to. So knowing how to respond to that is also a big part of the game too. Right. So it's less about just like finding the perfect meta and just like more so like finding what's perfect for your own team and then being prepared to like have teams try and use that against you and vice versa. Uh, I mean that sounds like a game of Tia too. Yeah. No, that's you, pretty you, you know, because I feel like you know, at that level, it it's not it's not two ships passing in the night. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you are you are forced to interact with what what are whatever they're doing at some point, right? Right. Um, but being able to recognize what's going on, communicate it with five other guys, and then execute it matters a lot. All right. Uh. Does Witness Gaming have any plans to expand into Highlander? Do you think you can revitalize Highlander in that sense with um, sponsorships? I've thought about doing Highlander. I just don't... I, I, I don't think it's a mature enough format yet. Hmm. Do you think it all um, would be mature enough then? I, I think it's more so just like what would I really do with it aside from name alone? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, um, I can see that, yeah. And you know, it's like, I think I, I look at what, who's in, who's in top four right now? Like A 4500 Froggy Land, somebody helped the fog, and then Andy died. I think like two of the top four teams, just looking at it, like one or more players have like a league probation tag on oh no <laughs> so like that that kind of behavior i don't want to associate myself with and i f- i feel like it's more volatile in in highlander so i i don't want to like touch it just yet now if there was like a mature team who wanted to get better and felt comfortable wearing that tag and demonstrated to me that they're willing to work hard you know, yeah. Then, then, then I, I would go and do it. Right. Like, but, I, but I, I only ever look for the top two teams, consistently top two teams. Hmm. Okay. Which is which is different than what I was doing previously when I first started doing this. But now that like the standard is, Witness Gaming NA, top two, top three team. Witness Gaming EU, top two team. Witness Gaming EU, top two team. Right. Um, I decided that's what I want the brand to be associated with, and I want it to be with professionalism, um, hardworking people, and people willing to like sit down and prove the reason why they're top two and prove why they have on like the tag. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's all about just like having people that you can be like, this is what yeah. Witness Gaming stands for. Well, again, like think about it. Like you know, my name is on it, right? Right. And I don't want my name associated with bad things. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like basically getting a top two team in Highlanders could be kind of impossible within that context. Half, I mean, half uh, joking, uh, half not. 
Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, half jokey, half not. If there's a, a group that wants to like show me that they're mature and can actually like show their dominant, I well, we can talk about it. But I haven't been impressed the past year. Yeah, I'll, I will. I I I'll just say that straight up. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, right? Like, I feel like most people. I don't know. Like, I th- most of them either don't care. I feel like, or just like. Okay, we want to be treated seriously. We want to be treated professionally, but then they just like don't put the effort into it, right? Yeah, and you can't really do both. Like, yeah, like I think Banny is a great example. Like a, a lot of players on Froyo, you know, Jay. I I love Jay. Jay is like my best friend. You know, like we live really close together. He's like tw- twenty minutes away from me. We hang out a lot. You know, he he's humble. But he's like one of the mechanically the best player like in in the world, man. Like Jay will come over sometimes to my house before lands and he'll play on my setup and just roll people and I'm like, I don't want to touch my keyboard after he plays on my on, on, on my PC. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that, you know? But he's yeah. good and, and he's he's like humble about it. And he and he still tries and works, you know. Banny still works. So, do you think that then, like, there's just not really like any real like role models for Highland, like in Highland, or like? Um, I I can't speak on that because I think the last time I played a full season was like, uh, you're the one with like the research page. <laughs> that would be yeah, yeah. Last time I played. Let me, uh, let me pull it up real quick. Was it Yee? Uh, probably C- 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 season eleven. Uh, yeah, C- season ten Yee. Season ten. Before that was Goose Lagoon. Then um, I think yeah. you subbed Gangyu Tactics, and I think so. Like season ten, season nine, and then I think you're mostly like subbing, uh, f- f- like pretty much most of the time before that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Huntsman Jail. That was a good team. It's like season five, probably last season you played. Like besides uh, season nine. The last, the last full season I played. I played season five with Home Depot. Ah, okay. I'm deep as well. I played Spy that season. I got third place on Spy. People don't know that. <laughs> People don't know I'm a good. I'm a good at a lot of classes. Mm. Mostly, mostly hit scanning classes. That's not true. I played Soldier and in Invite. Yeah, Goose Lagoon. Yeah, and I played, ye, maybe. No, no, I, no, I played heavy. I played heavy, Scout, Soldier, and Spy. Right. Okay. Uh, and then I guess just like one final question to loop, uh, to loop around and finish off the, yeah. the WG arc. So, what sort of effect does it have on you personally? Like having your team have been Freytech having that reputation. Like, do you have random people like, uh, like in casual in TF2 or like in random games just like recognize oh, you and, all like, the time? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, and it's definitely something that's just a good it, way to find your life. Oh, dude, it's it's redefine my life like really defined oh i I don't know about redefine but (laughs) i mean i i feel like it's it's nice you know i remember the season we won it was a long series i don't think it ended like 2 a.m and i i went to bed during the finals because i had work at 5 a.m the next morning so i'm like i can't stay up and then suddenly I'm laying in bed sleeping and my phone just starts like blowing Exploding. up. <laughs> yep. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I open my phone and it's just like 20 messages from like 20 different people. GG, bro. GG. Oh my God, you did it. OMG. And it's just like really humbling and warming, you know, to kind of feel that, yeah. you know? Uh- um. Well, then, like in casual too, it's like, "Hey, Froyo Slayer!" I'm like, "Oh, dude, that's <laughs> you're gonna rebrand now." <laughs> WG Froyo Slayer. Well, you know, like it's it's funny because a lot of the people recognize Witness Gaming as the team that did it after six years. You know, yeah, it's a big legacy to have. Um, so you know, people recognize it and they'll say hi, and I'll always say hey, you know, because they recognize the brand or whatever. Right. Hey, sometimes in the RGL Discord, I'll type witness or wg and i think i saw one where it's like i'm in a pub with the witness medic his profile looks pretty legit and then wish i think wish is like it's funny because that's actually him 
seems legit. Okay. Um. So what's? Do you have like oh, a career, like a means of financially sustaining yourself outside of witness gaming? Though, yeah. Uh, no, I'm homeless. You are? No. <laughs> No, uh, as, I was gonna say, it seems sauce to me. No, um, yeah, I mean, I have a full-time job, obviously. Um, Do you want to talk about, like, career college for a bit? I uh, didn't go to college. Oh, interesting. No, bit I, of an entrepreneur? I, I, uh, yeah, I just work at a um, community center as a uh, manager. Hmm. I see. So it's, it's just a salary job, you know, nice little 40000 a year. Right. And I do I, I do odd jobs on like the side. Uh, so is witness gaming kind of gonna become like I don't know, like a super professional interest going forward in the future, like maybe a um, means of career at some point? I always try and keep my options open. I feel like the lessons I've learned with witness gaming professionally in terms of like business it's all it's all self-taught you know all the social media stuff all the networking all the travel planning all that all the logistics of it it's all been self-taught and i feel like a lot of the skills i picked up along the way could lead to a bigger career in esports down the road i definitely agree yeah like i'm imagining you know esports people looking at seeing that experience seeing what you've done yeah no. Well, it's. I mean, I I have witness gaming on my resume, you know. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, seriously though, I mean that's a good thing to have. No, I agree. It, it, it's an entrepreneurial like pursuit, which shows commitment to something, even though it might not be profitable. Right, and it's very um, unique. And it's it's unique, and it demonstrates skills that might otherwise you couldn't pick up in like school right away. You know what I mean? Right, like you can't really just. <laughs> be educated on the art of tft i i I do want to advocate though like anyone who's younger might be in high school listening like definitely do go to school like that's like a big thing like definitely if if you're looking to get into like esports take entrepreneur classes take business classes look and see if your if your college offers like any esports related classes like esports business stuff like that um I'll say, like, a lot of what I see looking in as someone who's interviewed for, you know, companies like Nerd Street, like Localhost, like um, these companies like like this, a lot of the people working in those industries really early on got in because they worked for it as, like, a passion project, not because they were they went to school and got trained for it. Um, if you can bring whatever you're trying to learn from your major in, like, to the table... And make yourself appealing and offer like actual uh, theorized insight through what you learned in school, it'll make you a lot more valuable. I'm just, just in the field. Like right now, I'm thinking about going back to school and actually like getting like a business degree because I want to work in esports business because that's what witness gaming is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. So. I'm just trying to say, anyone younger who who heard me say, "Oh, he didn't, he didn't go to college," definitely do it if you're trying to like learn. Uh, college isn't for everyone, but it, it it just helps you avoid. Like for me, it took me almost a year and a half to figure out how I wanted to do it. But if I had like a college level mentor to kind of help me out and show me like where to start, where to step. It would have been a lot quicker, and I would have been like a year ahead of schedule. Right. Uh, do you have any other like big bits of advice to offer, like for people who kind of maybe are looking to follow in a similar path, like I don't know, or just like for esports in general? And do you have any like um, huge mistakes that you made witness with witness gaming? Keep yourself educated, and just understand like not to stretch yourself too thin. Um. Be ambitious, but obviously don't put yourself in financial risks, you know, because there have been times where I've had to like pay up for a land and then just like super, super hard budget for two months because I didn't have enough money, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I would I would be like not like in danger or anything, but I would maybe cut down to two meals a day and then get and still have enough money for gas and things like that and still pay my bills. Right. Yeah. And that's one more than me. Yeah. So, like, 
So, like, definitely try and, like, make sure you're not stretching yourself thin. Set good boundaries. And stay knowledgeable. Those are probably the biggest piece of advice I can give you. Hmm. Okay. And then how about, like, any, like, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made that you've learned from with, like, witness Mm, gaming? Don't use your face as a fucking logo. (laughs) That's, That's a big one. Um, take yourself, take your brand seriously, but yourself less seriously. Um, I found that whenever I took myself seriously and to just took like a very like mindset, I was less happy working on witness gaming things. Very insightful stuff. Thank you. Uh, I think... Let's see. I'm just debating between covering like resub.gg land stuff. Uh, you're not sure. Let's strike while it's relevant. Uh, so give me some insight into like resub.gg, sort of what you've done for, with them, going to these lands, helping to organize them. Like, sure. Walk me through some of that, and then we'll go into like the regular TF2 stuff, I think, afterwards, and probably yeah. close off with like mentoring. Um, yeah, so resub, you know, is NA's. I would say premier land uh, organization, TF2 event planning or organization. Um, it's spearheaded by Banny. And I was kind of brought in late, but essentially I was in charge of just kind of being the ambassador, kind of talking to players, making sure everyone knew what was going on, being an administrator role, uh, things like that. Like, if there's, like, a message that had to go out to people, or people who had to, like, need, needed to know something, I was the one to tell them. So, community manager, kind of? Hmm? It's so like a community manager, kind of? Uh, essentially, yeah. And then, at the LAN itself, I helped run Bracket, so I also ran Tournament. Me and me and Kwee both both did that. Hmm. Okay. And are we going to, like, be seeing more of these, like, LAN events going forward? Yes, yeah. We're, oh, we're, we're taking a slight break right now because there's just been like so many lands back right. to back to back that it's kind of like, I, I call it the land monkey paw, <laughs> where after like people are like, oh, I want to land so bad after like Rewind 2 kind of went on hiatus or something like that. And then all of a sudden we got three lands in the span of like three months, which right. is absolutely insane. Right. Okay. Yeah. But uh, how how could you like what how could you describe the impact of the lands? Like how important are they to the state of the competitive scene in your opinion? Uh they are integral, I think. Hmm. Okay. Um just in terms of like getting a public eye and showing like people outside of the game how serious we are with our with our esport, it matters a lot. Hmm. And what do you say like one of the key differences between Sixes and Highlander in terms of professionalism then is Sixes' ability to hold lands just sheerly due to like the lesser player I, counter logistics. I wouldn't call that. Prof- I wouldn't call a lack of um, professionalism re- related to logistics. I think it's just that like organizing nine individual people to a venue is a lot of space. Right. You know. No, I'm just. Um, uh, I'm just wondering if, like, the lack of lands, like, that kind of make it more professional, like, kind of... I I feel like, you know, it's weird. I feel like the Highlander players I see go to LAN aren't as loud in person as they are online. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's just just a weird thing I saw, but, you know, once you kind of see someone face-to-face, it's kind of hard to, like you know, be a, be a goblin. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right, for, right. For me, for me anyway, like, it no, has context. Uh, like, I would definitely see that, like, it humanizes it, especially with, like, admins. Yeah, whatnot. yeah. well, it adds, like, humanity to it, you know what I mean? Right, and maybe that's, like, one of the things, like, that kind of results in Highlander not being, like, as professional or, like, as mature sportsmanship-wise, yeah? Um, I, again, can't speak on it. I haven't played in a while. Oh no, that's um, fair. I'm just wondering, like, if you have any like theories, or like, if you could kind of relate that. Uh, nothing, nothing too much on that, though. 
Okay, I just figured I'd follow up, see if there's anything interesting there. Okay. Yeah, and then you have like the RGL, the Insomnia land coming up. Definitely quite a few lands, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's uh, a lot. Do you have any plans of like doing more central lands or anything, or is it going to like, be a east-west coast split? Uh, I can't comment on that. That is 100% fair. All right. I think uh, any other things you want to talk about about resub.gg? No, I mean, really, like, the role I kind of have there is very similar to what I did with, like, RGL. In, like, RGL's early conception. Well, and what did you do with RGL? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so, I was there. I was on RGL staff since season one of Prolander. So, I, I was there in the very beginning. Um, That was a big reason why Ascent played the Prolander seasons there. Because I uh, was networking with like Mela at the time, and I was like seventeen, eighteen. Um, from there, I kind of helped get the the Highlander season going too. I branched off of Prolander, went on to Highlander, kind of talked to all the teams there. I feel like at, at that point, I was pretty well known because I did a lot of the spreadsheets in Silver. So people knew who I was. And um, again, just like a community talking figure, you know, talking to people, keeping everyone kind of in the loop, um, making choices on bands, things like that. And then I did a little bit of the same thing with Face It, where I did some admin work on with Face It, whenever we, like very early on. Yeah, so that's kind of the background of like all the admin work I did. It's a lot of like working on projects early as and as they were still developing, and laying a lot of like the early framework. Right. Okay. Well, whether or not that framework's being upheld today, don't know. It's like hard for you to say for sure. I'm gonna guess like a lot of that stuff is kind of like internal stuff that you probably aren't at like too much levity to comment much on. Yeah. Uh, depends on what you want to ask, really. Oh. Uh, okay. I'll admit you kind of <laughs> was not expecting that response. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, error 404 not found. No, it's alright, man. Alright, alright. No, I mean, like, I feel like I'm okay talking about a lot of the early stuff, you know, like, just nothing, like, related to any, um band decisions I might not have been a part of I can't really comment on obviously because right. I, wasn't, I wasn't involved in the process uh, what was like the state of the community back then I guess like how much drama um, like what were the main sources of it that you had to deal with um I, I feel like a lot of it was always a weird push pull with I don't know, I feel like it was okay whenever I was on staff, honestly. Um, all things considered, aside from the few, like, harassment cases that came up, or just, like, petty invite drama that came up every now and then. Okay. Like, I, it was fine, but I felt like the decisions were handled a little bit better back then when I was on. Um, now, I don't know, really. But... That's pretty much all I can really remember. It's kind of a kind of a blur, honestly. That's fair, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. What led to you, like, uh, when did you stop being an RGL admin? Um, I stopped. Oh, man. I have to look at my RG. You can kind of tell, like, in my RGL history, probably, whenever I stopped. Maybe, like, season five or so? Season two? Um, let's see. I'm going to guess like season 5 or 6. It's a season 10. Yee yee. Let's see. My RGL page. I'm pretty sure it was like season 5 like after Huntsman Jail. Maybe even like 
Yeah, it was, it was definitely before season six. Yeah, so in between season five and six, you're the invite admin for season five. Based it says on the league table. Oh, yeah, it was like one to five, probably. Yeah, it, it was Highlander one to five, and then Prolander um, one to th- three or four. I say. Probably <laughs> one to three. Okay. And what led to you like uh, stepping down? Uh, just really got tired <laughs> of everything. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, I got tired of dealing with everything. Um, it felt like it kind of felt like some of the goals got lost, and like the, the communication kind of got worse. And I didn't want to have to like deal around it as much. Hmm. Uh, um, okay. I think at that point too. Um, I know me and Ad on on RGL staff are like me and him are really good friends. I've known him for almost like six or seven years now. Um, but I think he actually like took a break and like he was saying he was going to take a break and wall was going to leave. And I'm like, well, if you two are leaving, I'm also going to leave because I don't want to deal with anyone else. So we all kind of jumped, we all kind of jumped together. The old guard is gone. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Okay. And do you, from an outside perspective, just like as a whole, do you think RGL is still kind of like struggling with their goal, or do you think they um, regained their sense? I f- I think the communication still needs a lot of work. Um, hmm. Okay. I got there's like a whole fiasco with invite teams not really getting necessary information for land travel. Yeah, and that really kind of fucked up a lot of people. Like we and. Thankfully, it got sorted out quickly, but there was like an like a Titanic to an iceberg moment where we were like, "Oh my god!" Like, if if this isn't fixed, we might not have like an have like a land. But they pulled it together very very quickly. It's just that I wish it was settled a lot quicker. Granted, they were having like a big staff shuffle, but it was still like very frustrating to deal with, like as a manager and right. person who's in that circle, you know. Uh have you considered uh, reapplying at all, or is it still something like you just wouldn't want to deal with the people? I think with what I'm doing with, with like witness gaming right now, uh, no, because I I think with what how I'm interacting with like the game now isn't really meant for um, administration. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like maybe there could be like a bit of conflict of interest or something. I don't think I ever struggled with that because there were times where like I was playing invite in Highlander, but also was like the invite admin. You know, ah, uh, yeah. Before Jill changed that, yeah. But I think I did it really well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I'm proof that like it can be done well. You just need to like not elect like incompetent people. <laughs> but let's say like I don't know. Somehow like you became the head admin of Highlander. How would you go about fixing like the community? Like the sense of professionalism, the top players having probations and whatnot. Like, what, um, what would you try I've, to do? I've always been a strong, a strong believer in heavy-handed punishments. You know, like if you don't follow, so it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, make your policies very black and white clear. If anyone has questions about it, they can ask you for more clarification, and then you readjust how you wrote it to fit that clarification. So, like, clear as day, here's what you can do, here's what you can't do, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody fails to adhere to that, then they get punished. And then you tell the people why they got punished, here's why, word for word, letter for letter, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And do you think that sense of, like, consistency maybe is something that RGL has, like, historically and maybe still struggles with? I think so, yeah, because it's just a lot, a lot, a lot of talking heads, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like a bit of a self-explanatory answer, is like how that could be different. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure I never really banned anybody in RGL until I banned like all of Red Five, and then <laughs> and and then I left. I banned nine players and then I left. That was for throwing <laughs> grand finals, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bans yeah, everybody, but, refuses to leave, refuses to yeah. elaborate, leaves. <laughs> yeah, Bans everybody, I clipped the, I think I, 
people ask me is why they were banned, and I just cl- linked them the VOD, and then I closed the DM. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, what went into like making that pro- like that? What was the decision making like with doing bans? I guess how is it sort? How what was it sort of like? I mean, did they break X rule? Yes or no? If they did, is your context for missing? Is it, is it the rule where you don't need context? So, like, if somebody is blatantly cheating, right? And you're like, yeah, this guy is blatantly cheating. You're just banned on the spot. You know what I mean? And you have good evidence to back it up. Sure. If somebody, like, throws a match on purpose, or, like, types the N-word in, like, like chat, where it's, like, blatant and you don't need, like, any sort of um, clarification... This ban, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, for me, I always tried to work in a way where you can make a confident decision and back it up with just like tangible evidence and like facts. Yeah, that's no, definitely fair. If you don't like, I don't know, TFTV just like starts chewing you up. Well, I mean, yeah, chew it up all you want. Like, yeah, your friend got banned, but here's like three lines of what they did wrong and why. <laughs> and here's a excerpt from the rules saying, don't do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely get that. Much harder when you... I, 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 my, my mantra was always play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know? The stupid is you. It's just, yeah, you're gonna do something dumb. Here's a dumb fucking penalty. Don't do it again. <laughs> I can do this all day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ah! Uh, okay. Do you think it's just, like... Do you think there should be, like, more... Case- like, you said you were a fan of, like, kind of, like, having a bit of a heavier hand with bands, yeah? I'm a fan of having a heavier hand whenever your rules are all so clear. And do you think it's, like, there should be more, like, longer permanent bands? Or do you think it's just, like, there should be more... In- in- like consistent enforcement of the existing I, I think consistency first like being consistent in, in your punishments matters a lot more than the duration to me because like the more consistent you are the longer bands will just come over time naturally right that's true whereas like if you lead into like oh I'm going to ban this person for, 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 for two weeks and then ban them for like three weeks it's like well Good job, dude. But now you have like three pe- people you miss, and the people are like, "Well, what about this guy? Or what about this guy? Or what about this? He didn't do this." You know, it's like suddenly you you look like shit, and you just look like a, you look, you look like this band happy. You know. <laughs> so I would always value that consistency over like anything else first. Uh, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Oh, how do you feel about cheating bans? Don't cheat. Don't get banned. Cheat. No, I mean, I mean, like, banned. I mean, like, duration-wise, repeat offenders. Um, uh, I, I, I'm a firm believer that people can grow up and change. Like fucking Habib cheated, <laughs> you know, a long time ago in, in the ESCA. How different would the game be now if Habib like? was permanently banned and exiled for cheating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He just, like, disappears into the atmosphere. Le- being lenient and understanding that you're dealing with kids, you know, is fine. I think. Yeah, let them sit for, like, four or five months, six months, and think about what they did. Sit for a year. Mm. You know? Sit permanently up after a year, they still fuck around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's okay to give chances. Just don't, don't be afraid to keep an eye on those people and snap them back in line if they decide to go back to the bullshit again. What if it's like uh, evading through like ults and whatnot? Well, ban, ban them too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I, I like- don't know. Do you think it adds like more nuance? Like, do you think it should be like a longer like permit ban in that case, or do you think I it's think, also something you should course. be like somewhat of? Uh, of course, 
Because like if 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 you try to avoid like a six month ban and start cheating again, I think that's just more of like a personal problem, and you need like help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe RGL should hire a psychologist. <laughs> well, no, again, it's just like I understand like you know you're dealing with kids and you want to look maybe you want to look good maybe you just want to troll i don't i don't know man it's just, it's just like i i don't get it so i can't speak from experience or anything like that but i don't know it's just not a very like a, a, a appealing thing you know yeah okay um uh, i believe um we could probably get into like uh cool tf2 now yeah do you do like, you edit these like audio do you edit the audio uh not really no okay can can you do cuts yes okay i, I need to pee so oh yeah no breaks are fine yeah 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 i need to take a pee break <laughs>